Special treat for Dolphins fans today. We're joined by Coach Cody Alexander of Match Quarters to talk more about the ins and outs and schematics of this Vic Fangio defense we'll see for the Dolphins in 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. And today on the show, we're going to be joined by Coach Cody Alexander of Match Quarters to talk about the ins and outs of Vic Fangio, the core principles of his defense, how the personnel marries together, all of that here today on the show Excited to bring that to all of you. Want to give a special shout out to all of our everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis here on Locked on Dolphins. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. And it is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. So let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and welcome Coach Alexander to the show. And let's take this deep dive to this Vic Fangio defense. So as we alluded to, we are joined here on the show by Coach Cody Alexander, the founder of Match Quarters, one of my favorite resources to kind of familiarize myself with what we as Dolphins fans should be expecting from Vic Fangio and his defense this upcoming season. So Coach, uh, welcome Locked On Dolphins and really appreciate you carving some time out of your day. How are things going for you? Yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Anytime I can talk Fangio, I'm down. So this is this is a top right on my alley. Uh, wanted to give you a chance here before we start digging in. And full disclosure, uh, you have been one of the most valuable resources for me for the talking points that I have started bringing on the show. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about your background, how you've managed to familiarize yourself so much with Coach Fangio, and then also your own uh, experiences in education in the game that have gotten you to this point? Yeah, so I'm originally a, a football coach. That's what I am. Uh, my dad was a football coach and a teacher, and so that's that was the pathway that I wanted. I wanted to coach college football, so um, I kind of took a chance uh, and, and bet on myself and quit my job, and I went down to, to Baylor, and luckily uh, Phil Bennett, who is now retired, uh, he was a defense coordinator at that time. He gave me an opportunity to uh, kind of grow as a coach, and then from there, um, I've, I've coached uh, multiple years at the high school level here in Texas at, at the 5A, 6A, so the highest levels here. Um, I've always been a football nerd. Uh, defense has kind of always come easy to me. Uh, and so from there, I needed to have a creative outlet. Uh, and so I started to write. And, you know, the worst place to put it on is the Internet. And for some reason, <laughs> it started growing. Uh, and so Match Quarters has kind of become this content brand. And it's kind of blessed me enough to be able to step away from the classroom and coaching and kind of do this full time. So let's let's kind of get into it a little bit. And we've we've started to allude to on on this show as people get ready for Vic Fangio, some of the the zone match concepts and quarter quarter half. And we're gonna get into all that. But one thing that we haven't really discussed that I really enjoyed consuming that you put out recently was run fits and the box and the fronts that Vic Fangio will play and how that has to tie together with what you're playing on the back end. So was hoping you could start us off a little bit by uh, kind of giving us kind of a primer and an introduction to the importance of your fits 
coming from what you're playing on the back end and how you have to make sure what you're playing up front is cohesive with that so that you have high integrity with your gaps in the run defense. Right. So I'll try and I'll try and steer away from as much coach speak as I can. Um, the, the, probably the most famous of the way that that's really become really popular across the league is this five one, what uh, the penny front uh, in the Fangio scheme. And from there you have five defensive linemen. And then typically behind that, you're going to run cover three. Traditionally you've ran that with cover three, which creates what is called eight man spacing. Meaning that you have, Eight men, men near the box, everybody is gapped out. And then you kind of have an indicator fit, which usually is in this in this modern era is an off off ball tight end that if he slides across, whether it's counter, split zone, whatever, kind of that slicing action, they're just going to trail with it. And then they just exchange gaps that way. Um if he wants to get into too high coverage, so real split field coverage. Now, that's kind of the misnomer about this system is that because they align in too high so much that it is not quarters, it is not split field, it is not middle field open. However you define that, uh, it really is a cover three heavy. They just have a lot of weak rotation through the secondary. So from that 5-1 front, how do you get into what is called seven-man spacing? So in seven man spacing, you're going to be a gap short because your two your two safeties are high, right? And you don't want them as primary run fitters, which typically one of them would be in a cover three. He'd be a primary run fitter. He would be near the box. Uh, and so to alleviate that, you use line movement. And so in that, this is where we get uh, one of the most popular calls, and I wrote about it on my Substack, is uh, Penny Sam eight. So all Sam is is a, you have five offensive linemen. The the edge rusher to the nickel is going to rush and then everybody is going to move away from him allowing that will linebacker the other edge the edge away from him to drop into coverage so you end up getting your seven uh seven man coverage aspect of it and so you're a little bit short in the box so how do you play that usually you do that with movement right? Because we want to cancel gaps with movement. We want offensive linemen to attach to these interior defensive linemen. We really want to have two guys for every one of our, our interior linemen. And then we want our edges to have one-on-ones that will then allow our backers to kind of sit in that kind of that gray area and then fit off the ball carrier. Now, how does that match up to his nickel stuff, which is four down? In his four down, which is that's primarily where he wants to live. Um, I think it'll be interesting this year. They do have a great front. So how much penny and how much it, and he's shown at the with the Bears, he will run a lot of penny at volume just if he has if he has the talent. But in his nickel stuff, it's more or less they're getting the seven man spacing or by using the two interior defensive linemen to play what's called gap and a half. And all that means is I'm gonna put my head in a gap, right? But I'm gonna kind of be square up on the 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 lineman and then if the ball tries to move inside of me i'm going to then shift my head to the other side and therefore i'm playing a my primary gap which is where my hand my head and hands are going to be but if the ball moves i'm going to then move into that new gap uh, and that's really a, a typically what you see in the nfl because you have these interior defensive linemen that can really maintain that and so what that again it does it really keeps the fit structure the same for your for your linebackers. Uh, and so if you want to go 
to eight-man spacing from there, which he plays a lot of what I call three wide. So they just spin the safety to the tight end down. Then you have the same fit structure. You just now have four guys off the ball instead of the three guys off the ball because you're in a penny front. So hopefully that wasn't too confusing. Try to make that as simple as I possibly can. No, and I think Dolphins fans, even if they're listening to this, you can appreciate you alluded to the front and the personnel and start thinking about, well, the conversation with the Dolphins right now is they might be a little thin on linebacker, but they have this really robust and deep defensive line with probably five deep at five or six deep at the edge rush group. But then they also have Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer and Raekwon Davis as really good players who in the Brian Flores slash uh, Josh Boyer style of defense have been accustomed to playing gap control up right. front. So you hear that gap and a half type concept and you can see kind of the overlaps that exist with certain ideologies. Now what the pre-snap presentation is, is, is right. I think the biggest deviation between what it's been versus what it will be. But you, you can hear that and appreciate where the dolphins do have the talent that exists right now up front. And I know, you know, Vic has played, a little bit less penny than some of his disciples across the rest of the league have. But if you're thinking about Vic customizing this defense to the talent that they have, I think you can probably envision worlds and specific specifically in certain matchups with, with run heavy teams where you might want to have more down and you might be less stressed uh, to have five down as compared to four down based on what they can attack you with from a spacing perspective in the passing game. Yeah, and he really has shown uh, that he's one of those guys uh, and a, a really a lot of the NFL defense coordinators kind of get a bad rap of how like they just don't ever change. Like the NFL, it's kind of like once you're in, you're in and then you just never kind of change or evolve. But Fangio has really shown that even from when he went from the Bears to the Broncos, uh, even when he was, uh, you know, now that he's taken some time off coming back, he's said multiple times to different people that, Hey, I've got some new things that I'm working on. There's some things that I, I want to do, you know, working with the Eagles last year. And, and again, that was Gannon's defense, very much quarters heavy. Not a lot of, not a lot of this, this he calls it cover eight, which is half quarter quarter, uh, that Fangio kind of runs. So it will be interesting coming into this with the front talent. Will he lean more towards a penny front? or will he stay with with the nickel? It's not going to be the Ed Donatel Vikings. Uh, that was a completely different situation, and I know that that's probably something at Dolphins fans as they're looking, they're like, okay, well, his biggest disciples, Ed Donatel, let's go look at the Vikings. They were absolutely miserable on defense. That had a lot to do with personnel and just a lot of inner conflict inside. So I see them uh, looking a lot like his time with the Broncos. Before we go any further on today's show, I have to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Right now is the perfect time for you to take the bat off your shoulder and take some swings at all of the action with Major League Baseball. Right now, you get up to 10 times back your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200 with FanDuel. There is no better place to get in on all of the sports betting action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So if you bet 20 bucks, you can get up to $200 back in bonus bets after your first bet with FanDuel. And you get it in an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. And best of all, when you win with FanDuel, you get paid out immediately. So head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that $200 max 
uh, in bonus bets back after your first bet with FanDuel. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. And, and you mentioned uh, the dif- differences between quarters heavy. You, you alluded to pre-snap presentation of two high safeties right. versus what you're actually running. So let's kind of get into some of these split field coverages. And you mentioned half quarter quarter, uh, which is eight for him. Um, talk a little bit about, first of all, that that weak side safety rotation and what that allows you to do and why the idea or what what the, the mechanics are behind why that's such a staple of what we do from a coverage standpoint with Big Fangio. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, if you're not a coach, you probably don't, you you probably, your view of football probably comes from like Madden, right? Like is where we just have this huge playbook. We can call whatever. It doesn't really matter. It it really, in reality, you have to be expensive somewhere. You're either very expensive in cover three and you have all the tools off of it, or you're expensive in quarters. Uh, Most, uh, I would argue that most high schools are, quarters based because of the quarterback run game colleges is about 50 50 uh but then in the nfl it is very much a dominant cover three where the link so you're sitting there and like well how can they link these things together and make this thing work fangio is a weak rotation cover three defense a lot of the times and so what that really lends itself to is quarters so quarters is inherently weak rotation, meaning that your your safety or your weak safety away from the nickel is usually your bonus player. He's your guy. He can double the X. He can take the tight end. He can slide into the middle of the field on what you would call steel coverage. He can. He's kind of like your key cog. Well, that's very similar to what he runs in his cover eight scheme, which is half quarter quarter so he essentially is saying we're going to run very much like a cover three scheme to the front side where you're soft in cover three and the rams were a great example of this is outside and in the flat and what happens is if i want to then make sure that i get some some kind of double on the best receiver and typically that's your outside receiver we want somebody to beat them up and trail them and, and things you you don't want to run cover three because it isolates your outside corner uh you either have to press them and just play it like man or he's off and it, you're really soft into the flat so what he said is look we already run cover three we have all of our co- and and look all defenses that run cover three have quarters tools in their toolbox for weak rotation cover three. So these are all things that then when you go and you say, okay, we're now running our split field looks, the the guys already kind of have an understanding of what you're doing. So the corner now is playing a little bit more aggressive. He's playing trail technique. It's called squat in in the Fangio system where he's going to beat up number one and then he's going to get in trail technique. He's not going to nail down on any kind of flat route. Again, this isn't Madden. This isn't I have a little sphere of the flat and I don't ever move out of that sphere or somebody comes in, I nail down on it. Uh, So they're really protecting these vertical columns. But what it does is he gets the same rotation in the middle of the field. And in fact, they use rotation, that language, uh, to describe their quarters, which if you are a, if you think of, if I say, were to say rotation just out loud and I say, what coverage am I talking about? You're probably going to default to cover three. But what I love about his system and why it is different than anything else is he does it from a two high shell. He marries cover three and quarters very well with weak rotation. It makes it nearly impossible for the quarterback in real time to figure out what the coverage is because can I, can I jump in there? And and it's because right. So much of your 
quarterback read, a lot of it is predicated on the rotation of the pre-snap or of the weak side safety. Yes. So when the you get the same rotation for quarters and cover three, that is kind of that whole Fangio do the work in the post snap. I've right. seen honest NFL refer to it as the vanilla theory, right? Where yeah. like the presentation is exactly the same, but when that also expands into the post snap, when your eyes first go to the weak side safety and you get the same weak side safety rotation for the quarters look and the cover three, that's where it compounds itself even more, makes that that even more challenging. Yeah, and and most quarterbacks are not taught to go look to the field side, the field side corner as your first read to get to figure out. Uh, so it it becomes almost impossible to figure this out. Anytime you're under center, under center play action has become a really big thing in the NFL. Now the quarterback has to recalibrate. He doesn't know are they going to really nail down and be it's going to be cover three. Are they going to stay passive? He thinks okay, I've got core, I've got quarters or cover two on this side, but then re in reality, it's not. That kind of that doubt, you hold the ball, and what Fangio has been able to do really at Denver, and then I am anticipating the same with the Dolphins is leverage high caliber, high end edges to then go attack the quarterback. Yeah, and and Denver obviously with. Bradley Chubb, there's there's a pre-existing affiliation right. that exists there as well. Now, Coach, I, I wanted to make sure we talked some personnel, and we've alluded to the defensive tackles already with the, the front and how you play the gap scheme, and and then with the coverage and how your pre your post snap process is elongated because of how you're presenting your defense, what that will allow your pass rushers to do, and uh, the Dolphins after acquiring Bradley Chubb after the trade deadline last year their pressures went way up. It was just the ability to finish in large part because a lot of their money down situations, they defaulted to cover one and playing right. man coverage. And they were running routes away from leverage across the middle of the field. And the pass rushers just couldn't quite get there. Right. So now if that process slows down, that in turn gives your pass rushers a chance. But I wanted to ask you from a personnel standpoint, uh, a lot of the uh, flexibility and how much you can do how much of that boils down to the kind of player that you have in the nickel? Because we have the acquisition of Jalen Ramsey, and I think the uh, default for a lot of fans who have not closely followed or Jalen Ramsey in Los Angeles or maybe don't follow closely these defensive scheme tendencies, they think about Jalen Ramsey and they still affiliate him with the lockdown outside corner that he was in Jacksonville versus being a player who has started and evolved the last two years or so to really move around and play different positions. So how much of an impact does the nickel have in the menu that you have on how you want to attack offenses defensively in the scheme? Yeah, I really think if you're, if you have a nickel that can kind of do everything, um, then you, your defense is just so much better. I think the, the best example of this and uh, that I'm familiar with would be like Jalen Petrie, who's now with Houston mm -hmm. when he was at Baylor he could blitz, he could cover the slot, he could cover a tight end, he could play zone, he could play deep, and was just kind of just a, a utility player and a problem solver. And what that allows you to do is then shift away from the nickel to answer other problems within your defense. Um, and so uh, that's why I wasn't surprised when he went to Houston and he, had, he, he was a starter instantly because the, when you have a guy like that, 
that can play everything from the slot. Uh, that's what Jalen Ramsey is able to bring you. He is not afraid to blitz. He's always been a physical tackler. He's an off-ball defender, just as a just kind of as a philosophy of his, which is very particular. That that's a slot style anyway. Most slot uh, corners are not pressuring they're not up and pressing they're not on ball corners uh he can play on he can play off he can do a lot of different things i think it also allows them if they want to get into some of these run heavy situations where they're seeing again we're seeing more 12 we're seeing more 13 we're seeing more 21 personnel to then go base and just let's say look we can lock up these outside guys and then i can put a post safety in the middle and then we can be really aggressive in the box get you in passing situations and now our whole entire our whole entire playbook is opened up and so to me that's a guy like that where you can move in and out uh, and really you can pinpoint where you want your coverage hey I need you to defend this guy he's outside this week so I'll play you outside he's inside this week I'll play you inside and then that allows you to really kind of unlock your defense and be able to play different things each week uh, and Vic obviously known for either roll luggage or Zeus as, as- right manifestations of that as far as kind of setting where we want to put the point of emphasis, which is uh, effectively getting two sets of eyes on a key player. And you're, you're designating that player with the pre-snap call. I wanted to ask you uh, the last thing, because a lot of what you're describing with that versatility and then thinking about another player that the dolphins have in safety, Javon Holland, when he played at the university of Oregon, uh, his first year was very much a high post player. And then his second year before he sat out in, in 2020 uh, with the the interruption to college football with the COVID-19 pandemic was more of a nickel type player as well. And that was something the Dolphins really struggled with last year at times with the injuries to the secondary was moving him around and also having another player who has that level of versatility. So I wanted to just ask you, how do you marry vanilla pre-snap presentation with moving players around? How, how do you walk that tightrope? Or, or from your experience, how easy is that to do where we don't want to tip our hand on what we're doing with our pre-snap presentation, but we do have these players that are capable of playing in the high post or playing outside corner or playing in the nickel slash the second level? Right. I think if you give me a tight end, then I, we're, we're going to take our, our guy, like especially on a 50-50 down, early down. He's shown, like a, especially if you go to his Broncos tape, Jackson, for instance, was always to the tight end for the most part. Simmons was away. He was your post safety. So on, on normal downs, you're probably going to get whoever you want to handle the tight end or whoever you feel is like your more box, box sturdy player. That guy will go to the tight end. But then on these passing downs or in these sub packages, he'll probably game plan it. And having a guy, uh, and really in this system, both safeties have to almost be mirrors of each other. Yes, you're always going to have a strong safety or a down safety and a cover safety or a free safety, however you want to label that. Uh, and that will be your normal down kind of where you go when teams are just kind of lining up. We kind of we have an idea of what we're getting. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, we're running regular coverage, you know, because it's a 50-50 down. Whereas when we get into these sub packages, the that's where the matchups are really going to come come into play uh who who do we want to stay high who do we want to play more of a coverage aspect do we need a tight end killer in one of these guys can they handle the tight end this week uh that's where the game planning process comes up in the system and that's where you start seeing guys move around but both those safeties just just you know to 
to going going back to how do you teach that? Both those safeties, I guarantee you, in camp and then right now, they're learning both sides because really, I mean, if you look at a Vic Fangio playbook, it's just you know money signs for the safeties. There is no free safety, strong safety, cover safety, down safety. There is none of that. It's really just these are our safeties. Wherever you line up this week or wherever we put you, then you know this toolbox. And and two, going back to you mentioned Zeus and luggage, uh, which they also call stuff, meaning we're stuffing a receiver. We're finding the wherever that star receiver is. That's where we want to get the double, and that's where the cover two side is. When when you start doing that, I mean, you may have, you may be the down safety, but you may get that cover two side. So you still have to just on formation. And we know in the NFL, like the offenses are moving guys around each week. So I need to know, Hey, the number one receiver is now to my side. I'm on the cover two side. I can, I'm now a cover two safety. The other guy's now going to play that. And that way you don't get the switch and that way they can't dictate motion with you. That's another thing that this system does really well is handle motion. Uh, you know, because the safeties are really kind of in the same sphere. They're the exact same. One just might be a little bit more down when we come to normal downs. Coach, really appreciate your time. Want you to get a chance to tell everybody where they can find you. I obviously have your Twitter handle here on the YouTube channel, but tell everybody where they can find you. Tell them about your YouTube channel. Tell them about the Substack. Tell them about all the resources that you have because you are putting out outstanding work. It's high level stuff, but it has made me, appreciate what we are coming to expect with this Dolphins defense this upcoming season. And it's making more me more educated on the game of football. So thank you for your time. Thank you for that. And tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me again. You have my, my Twitter on there. Uh, any kind of other uh, platform that you are on, it's just search up match quarters and it should be there. Uh, I have a sub stack where I release at least two art. I try and release two articles a week. Uh, on top of that, I have a YouTube channel where I have, and I also have a podcast, the art of X show where I'm really kind of just breaking down a lot of these complex things that are, that are in uh, really Football, it can be over complex. I'm trying to break it down as simply as I can. Uh, and then I have six books, which you can all find on Amazon. So that is going to do it for us here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Coach Alexander. I know I certainly did. I've, I've had a great appreciation uh, for his insight into defensive football and his resources specifically rooted in match quarters and quarter quarter half and the differences and split field coverages and pattern matching that we're going to see this upcoming season, which is a departure from what we've seen from the Dolphins defense in years past. I uh, hope to have a couple more guests on the show in the weeks ahead before training camp to make sure that we get a full appreciation of the dynamics that are at play for this Dolphins team. Some of the prominent storylines get some new insights beyond my own so make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to give a special thank you to the everydayers who have kept it locked in on a daily basis here on the show. I'm out of here. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your Thursday. And I'll be back again tomorrow to bring this week of Locked On Dolphins to a close.